Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And today we have an, exce- I'm going to say exceptional, but I, all of our guests are exceptional. So <laughs> <laughs> we have an exceptional guest for you as always. Um, but before we get to our guests, we're going to do our Patreon shout outs. For our listeners, <laughs> if you like the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Youngmi and I offer some awesome subscription tiers with awesome benefits, but any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast where we guess who you are based on your name alone. Youngmi, are you tapped into your psychic abilities now? Yes, I, I, I am. I just had a tuna <laughs> salad. I feel like that's important for me to say. I'm ready, right. Ryan. All right, I am tapped into. So our first shout out for this episode, this is a special one. This person, he messaged us asking when he would be shouted out. So he's eager. Mm-hmm. And I had to confirm with him. The only name he provided for us, and it's not a mistake, is just Jim. J-I-M? Why would that be a mistake? <laughs> I, I guess I'm roasting Jim now. But Jim is Jim. really eager. So yeah, we have to guess. Well, he's really eager to get his shout out. Jim. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, uh, this name must be a, a mistake. It's Dookie Diapers or something. <laughs> it's J- Jim is like such a regular name. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Jim. Ah, this is so basic of me, but it makes me think of The Office. Jim from the uh, Jim mm. Halpert. And there was an episode yeah. where Randall Park was Asian Jim. Right. In, in The Office. Is that who but, you're seeing? No, this is honestly, this is my guess. This is my guess. Okay. The reason why I asked if it was a mistake and he, I had Mm -hmm. to confirm with Jim, are you Mm -hmm. sure you don't want to provide a last name is because it's such a normal name, Jim. Yeah. And this is probably our Patreon supporter who is the most eager about getting his name shouted out. (laughs) And his name is just Jim. So it makes me think that Jim is really fucking chaotic in real life and like does not Ooh. do he's he goes above and beyond what you would guess someone the name Jim would be like chaotic in what way like you think he's just like on the hitting the streets hard you know Hit, hitting Doing the streets crime? hard respectfully yeah. looking I you know what I have to say I, I know what you mean by the name Jim but I have to say that Jim is a choice because it's James right and yeah if your name is James you have a lot of options you can go with Jimmy which is sort of creepy because you're like I, I don't know like you're trying to look like a nice guy but Jim sure. is like a salt somebody that's like really solid in who they are so I'm I'm like seeing Randall Park-esque like dad vibe guy in my head yeah I you think know? that's so spot on he's really content and confident in himself yes because I'm solid. the one who asked him I said oh is this the name you want he said yeah Jim my shout out name is Jim He's so confident that if somebody says Jim, he automatically knows that we're talking about him out of all the millions of Jims in the world. (laughs) Jim is the alpha Jim. I am am the Jim. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for your donation, Jim. Our second shout out goes out to Tam Kai. I'm getting some hot ass vibes from Tam Kai. I'm going to tell you right now. I saw some hot. Like I just got the hottest wave of hot energy. You I look don't flustered now, young me. I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I saw somebody that was very hot yesterday 
And I feel like that was Tam Kai. That was Tam Kai. Yes, I God. saw this person. This person. What a I mean, name. I'm assuming. I know. What I'm assuming, a name. <laughs> I, I'm assuming this person is like Southeast Asian. I saw the hottest Southeast Asian person yesterday. And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fantasize that that's Tam Kai. Uh, <laughs> God, I wanted a name like Tam Kai. Can I just steal your name, Tam Kai? I w- yeah, I'm going by Tam Kai. It's a done deal. The moment anyone done. asks you at the bar, like, hey, what's your name? Hey, I'm Tam. It's done. 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 Done, done deal. Panties are off. <laughs> <laughs> panties are off. I took my panties off at the bar. Inappropriate. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing tattoos. I'm seeing oh. nice skin. Like that, you know, like that nice, like... Tan, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know so the jealous. vibes. You are the main character, and you are playing this game on with a cheat code, and it's unfair. <laughs> I've, I've decided that the hot person that I saw yesterday is you. So if it was you, DM slide me, into, please. Slide into Young Me's DM. <laughs> I was the one that was just smiling in your direction all night long. <laughs> um. Oh wow! Are you ready for our last shout out, Young Me? Yeah. <laughs> This is the name of our last shout out. It is Unagi Poppy. No. See, this is the one where I would have been like, is that, are you sure that's your name? (laughs) I like how someone's like Jim and Brian's like, is that a real name? Unagi Poppy. Yeah, that's a real name for sure. That's normal. (laughs) Unagi Poppy. P-A-P-I? P-A-P-I. Unagi Poppy. This person sounds like like a chef person, you know, just judging by the nickname they gave themselves. I hope to God that's not a, like a real legal name, but maybe. Unagi Poppy has Unagi Poppy <laughs> tattooed on their thigh. Stick and poke tattoo. <laughs> Unagi Poppy sounds like the, like the a name of like a food truck in LA. That is spot Doesn't on. that sound like it? Right? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and it's probably the person that owns it. Great food. I, yeah. I see this person as being very jovial and like energetic like that's the vibe i get good vibes i'm getting good vibes from unagi poppy yeah like a big laugh also like your yeah friend that you go camping with and they just take the most acid but then like they're the, <laughs> they're the ones that like help everybody else at the, when everyone else is like freaking out they're like get it together jim you know it's <laughs> a slapping 100 pouring water on 100 percent never unagi, loses their shit on yeah unagi poppy is guaranteed <laughs> making sure when everyone's tripping or passed out unagi poppy is making sure that all the bear cans are hung up on the tree they'll be the first yeah. one up set up the fire they're making oatmeal for the rest of the crew they're bringing water bottles of water to next to you while you sleep <laughs> that's that's the vibe we stand this was a good group <laughs> thank agree. you for donating to the podcast everyone and once again if you like the podcast please support us on patreon at patreon.com slash feeling asian blockbusters are opening in theaters headliners are returning to music festivals sports fans are cheering on their home teams every day we're getting ready for summer But before we can return to everything we love safely, we all need to get our COVID-19 vaccinations. Everyone 12 and older is eligible. Say yes to dates, concerts, parties, and more. We can do this. Visit vaccines.gov today to find vaccines near you. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And Youngmi, now that we have our Patreon shoutouts out of the way, I think it's time... 
to introduce our <gasps> wonderful guest this week. I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Brian knows that I've been so excited. Not that, uh, like, no shade to any other guests, but I have been so excited. I'm like, I'm really bad at emails and shit, but like this week I've been like, Brian, I have, I have like sent like 90 million emails to Brian. I'm so prepared and I'm so excited, Brian. Oh, uh, this is, this is shade to all of our previous guests. This is truly the most organized I have ever seen young me. <laughs> she sent me five calendar invites. I'm not hungover today, shockingly. I really prepared. I feel like we've teased our listeners long enough. Everyone, you are in for a treat. Our wonderful guest this week is an incredibly talented actor, comedian, podcaster. You may have seen him on Saturday Night Live. Please give your ears to Bowen Yang. Hi, and this is Shade 2. Um, people like, you know, Michelle Zahner and Sola Elwelli and so many people. I am better than them because I make Young Me organized. Wow. What I'm an honor. Screaming. Also, I just recently got an Adderall prescription, so that might have something to do with it. Thank How are you. you on it? Do you mind sharing? Um no, not at all. I think I think I talked about it a little bit two weeks ago, but I it was like night and day. Yeah. It was a little rocky in the beginning because I was like not sure what was going on. Mm. I was like, why am I, why have I been sitting for three hours doing work? That's weird. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it, but it um, is weird to sit for three hours and do work. Like that is not normal. And like Adderall is like, not for me. Adderall is supposed to get you to, the, to a place where you can sit for three hours and work when it's like, are humans even supposed to do that? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't think so. I should be chaotically texting, sexting somebody I just met last night. We all should. That's like, yeah, that's what, that's normal for me. Obviously so excited to have you. But before we ask you how you're feeling, Bowen, I want to ask Brian. Brian, how are you feeling? Uh, I hate to say this, but I'm feeling a little bit sad. Oh. Uh, yeah. Over this past week, I had to deal with a couple family related health issues. Uh, I don't want to go too much into detail, but um, yeah, it's just made me really sad. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to visit family in a month and one of them is Alzheimer's related. And I had a phone conversation with them and I, it's, I could tell that they're there, but their mental capacities have diminished significantly. And it just made me think about you know, the memories that we've had together and, um, it's just, yeah, it made me really, really sad. I don't, it's uh, the, another layer to this is that I am significant. I am the youngest in my entire family of my generation. Like all of my cousins are in their mid to late forties. It made me think about how, is this just going to be the beginning of what's going to transpire for the next 30 to 40 years for me of just having yeah. to encounter, the same heartache of seeing my f family members um, get ill. That, that's really dark and really sad, but um, it's just at the forefront of my mind right now. And it's just a reminder to make more of an effort to say I love you and call my relatives when I can. That's just kind of what's been going on with me. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm so sorry, Brian. That's but really sad. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring the vibe no, down no. so much. That's the question. But, well, Alzheimer's is like among like 
the cruelest diseases because, or, you know, afflictions, because it's, it's something that is just, it's like the, the, the most aggressive kind of dementia. And so therefore mm. like you, the fact that you can feel like memory slipping through your grasp on them is just, is just like, so it's, it's so immediately sad. And, um, yeah, it's, it's such, it's, it's so awful. Did you say that she didn't recognize you? Yeah. You know, there's parts in the conversation where it's like, oh, who, I'm I'm kind of confused. Or like, who is who is this again? Like, who are you again? Mm. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this breaks my heart so fucking much. And I, I like, I, like you said, Bowen, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a very cruel, cruel disease. And yeah, we're entering, I feel like I'm just entering this new period in my life where, I'm going to have to get used to this feeling, especially mm. as the youngest person in my family. I, I just saw my family last week and not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to center myself, but I just saw my family last week and back in my mind, I was like, well, I, well, at one point my parents were like, we're thinking of doing this trip, you know, next year and you should come with us. And I was like, well, I don't know anymore. And, you know, now I'm at a point in my life. Uh, like, I think we're like my mm-hmm. sister and I are at a point in our, li- in our lives where, and it's just logistically a little tough to like line up schedules. Right. Um, but then my sister was like, but also like, I think mom and dad are, are realizing she just said, I mean, she just so cavalierly said this, but it was fine. But she was like, mom and dad are at an age now where they, they want to just see what they can see before things like start mm. to sunset. Oh. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Oh God. And like, and then that kind of threw me into like <laughs> a, a whole like throttled crisis in the, of the mind where I was like, Oh yeah. right. Like we're going to have to, we got to start thinking about taking care of them down the line. And right. Right. It's just, a, it's just a very sobering thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an abstract feeling until you're like, for me, I'm like, Oh, I'm 36. Like that's, that's adult age and that's like when things start to happen. And I'm also yeah. the youngest of the youngest, Brian. So I know what you mean. Cause everyone in my family, are you too? Bowen? Me too. Yeah. So everyone else in my family is like, wait, I have a cousin that's like 60, you know, and hit, you know, um, that's my oldest cousin and things yeah. like that. But, um, Brian, I just want to say that I admire the fact that you like so openly discuss that. Cause I feel like that's yeah. very, uh, that, hasn't always been the case, you know, obviously we have this podcast called feeling Asian and I just like admire the fact that you said that so openly because I know it's really hard for you to talk about stuff like that. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Um, it feels, you know, it's, it does make me feel better knowing that I'm not, I don't experience or feel these things alone and, um, that I have people like you to lean on. But in any case, young me, how are you feeling? I um, am also feeling not great. Oh, <laughs> this is welcome to our podcast, Bowen. I hope you're having fun. Yes, the, this is, this uh, is, ha ha fun. This is the bad. Um, so, so I had this recent thing that's also big on my mind, and it's like really sort of ruining hot girl summer. Not that oh, no. you know. Um, I was like fully being like, okay, I'm going to have fucking hot girl summer. I'm hitting the streets hard and (laughs) (laughs) harder than usual even. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I got into like these multiple, not even relationships, but like first date, second date scenarios with three people in a row that I had this huge issue with. And now I'm like stepping back and like, just like taking note of what's happening. So, so what happened with three people in a row, like in a first date scenario, what happened was I was going on a date with them and then right off the bat, they would be saying something 
extremely inappropriate sexually, right? About their sex lives. Like there was this one person where he literally like on a first date went into like graphic detail about a blowjob that he had received the night before. And then this other person was just like talking to me about like everybody that he's fucking. And then this like third most recent incident, this is like first date. I was going to ask, oh my God. What? No, like I'm going to give you my theory after I, let me just tell you what he said. No, no, it's okay. Um, so I just want, I just want, I, I want to like build up the shock factor. <laughs> there's more? And so yeah. then there's more. And then, so this third person had this, he had this conversation with me where he said, my last two girlfriends broke up with me because I have like such a high body count. Like I fuck so many fucking people and they were oh insecure about that. And he, and I was like, Oh, and he was like, you know, I tried, they kept asking me and I tra- tried to like keep the number for, from them. Cause I wanted to be gentle with them and sweet, but, but like it's I told him, ups- it's too high. I got pound oh, just destroying God. the puss left and right. And so I was like looking at him and I was like, Okay, so, and then he said, well, I'm glad that now, I'm glad that I can talk to you because you're just like a slut like me. And I can say things like that to you openly. And I was like, okay, um, first of all, like you're, so my whole theory is that the reason why this keeps happening to me is that I have a very like active social media account. And in my social media account, I just, I have this like, comedic persona of being kind of like a slut which Mm -hmm. is like I feel like for a comedian it's always like in the middle of being a performer and it being real right like it's somewhere in the middle like is it all real yeah Yeah, no is it a like totally a persona like some of it's like I wouldn't say made up but it's like it's like a distillation of like ideas that are going on in my head that are like kind of cuckoo you know oh yeah so even like the third guy, I was like, you don't like, I was like, dude, you have like no idea who I am. Like you just based this on my fucking Instagram. Right. And, and your tweets. And then <laughs> and my tweets, my chaotic right. tweets, which I'm proud of. But like, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and then like, it made me think two things. It made me think like when he said that about his ex-girlfriends and being open about talking about it in front of me, quote unquote, a slut. I was like, oh, that's like sort of misogynistic that you already are categorizing me in a different place. Even Mm. if I was a slut, quote unquote, a slut, if my public persona is real, I'm still a human being with emotions. And like, and I deserve the same gentle, because he's, he's called it gentleness, right? Gentleness and care that like, uh, a woman that doesn't have as much sex does. Do you know what I mean? And I I Mm. perceived it as like, oh, he's like, putting me in a different place in his head because he thinks I'm a a slut. Right. And then that was like the first thought I had. And I felt that way about all the people that this has happened to recently. Mm. And then this, and then I was talking to my friend who's a stand-up comedian who is also a woman of color. And she also has like similar material. And she said that it kept happening to her. And then she was talking about how these are like all white guys. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm letting the fans down, but, um, (laughs) she was like, well, another, another level is like, you know, there is like that statistic where Asian women and women of color, like white men have sex with us, but then statistically they end up only marrying white women. And so she was like, yeah. And don't you think it's like fucked up? And then I was like, yeah. And it's racist. (laughs) And like, I was all getting like that in my head. Now he's a misogynist and a racist. And then I was like getting myself going, but 
So those are all the thoughts that I had about it. But then at the end of the day, I'm feeling extremely like sort of like used and vulnerable and like Mm. sad. And I'm kind of like hot girl summer is canceled in my head. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, don't let, don't let three white guys who have no social skills ruin that for you, ruin the whole season for you. I I understand. I completely understand this frustration because there's a different, not as, not as it's, it's not quite as bad as there's a different version of this in in the gay world um, among, Mm -hmm. among gay men, uh, but it's not quite as bad Mm. as, what you're going through, young me, because there is that, you know, layer of misogyny to it, which, um, is a nightmare, but don't, right. let, don't let these fucking guys. I mean, it just, it, I guess it just, it just happens that it just so happens that there were three first dates in quick succession where they made you feel they were trying to, I mean, God, to, to brag about how much sex you have is the least sexy thing. It's like, it makes you, it, it makes you the least fuckable person in the world to talk to, right. to, 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 to like, to think in terms of a body count anyway. I was thinking like the other day, I was like, I don't even know how many people I've had sex with and I don't care how big or small that number is. Anyway, um, I'm not saying like yeah. that yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm a sex god or anything or I'm saying, or like, <laughs> it's just you, oh God, like other people projecting their truly lizard brain tendencies to you is so, so not worth you trying. I'm not saying this is a choice that you have to make. I'm saying like, right. I'm saying it's just... It's bullshit that like, I, I'm, I'm just saying I'm sorry that they are making you feel this way that Hot Girl Summer is canceled for you. I feel like this is a phenomena that has become more prevalent as of late. Yeah. Because the notion of celebrity has, everyone is a celebrity of some sort to someone if you want it to. Yeah. There's so many avenues. There's so much content available. And with that, it develops a uh, power dynamic that's imbalanced where people can consume this content and then craft a specific idea of you that only is comfortable for the consumer where it's like, oh, young me is this chaotic, really sex positive person. You know what? I think we'd really get along because I'm kind of like a sex, like I'm a slutty dude and Mm -hmm, she's totally mm going to be down with that. And she tweets like that. You know what? That's who she is. And I really want to date her for that reason. But it completely disregards that you are a human who has feelings and emotions and is worthy of respect. But instead, I think that comes with the territory of being this quote unquote public person where people are going to like project their fantasies or this idealized version of you, like of their, their fantasies onto you, you know? No, yeah, nobody wants to hear about a blowjob in graphic detail. I'm like sorry, I, I am a slut. trying to pick up the last olive with your toothpick I like a loser. <laughs> what? Okay. Talking about blowjob while you're like cool. sucking the brine off of an olive. Ugh. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> which and again, it's like I know it's a we- it's weird. I I can't imagine yeah. having to date. Uh, somebody that talks about things openly like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But then I'm, I'm hooking up with someone casually and I was like, oh, did you see this like meme that I posted? And he was like, dude, I never look at your social media because it like kind of messes with me. And I'm Amazing. like, we like have sex like once a month, but he like could <laughs> draw a clean, like a clean boundary. So there are healthy. Yeah, there are healthy people out there <sighs> to give you hope. There's some sex workers who I talk to and who have like OnlyFans in, in a particular case where, or they're like only they're big on OnlyFans. And right. what I notice is that they are very, they enshrine that persona specifically for like that, 
part of their, like they, they compartmentalize in a very clear way for themselves as a way of protecting themselves. Um, yeah. so that they, so that like, you know, in public, in the wild, when you're with them, with other people and like, what would be a, like a desexualized setting, if you bring it up, it's like, they don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about it. And that yeah. is something that it's like, and this is what, this is what you're saying. I mean, it's like, you know, like the human brain is trying to like always fill in its gaps of understanding by making these assumptions and by making like, you know, by, right. by just filling in all these, these things and, and, and someone that they don't, they don't know as, as they're trying to gauge them. It's like, I mean, everyone does this and it's, and it's, and people should try not to, even though it's like what our brains have been trained to do through evolution. Like it's, but it's like, we gotta, what I hope to get to is to get to a place where and I think I'm trying this consciously in the world. I meet someone mm-hmm. and I make no assumptions about like where they come from. Who I, I, I'm not, I don't mean for this to like be virtue signaling. I'm just saying like, I don't yeah, know, yeah. like, I don't know what kind of day you've gone through. I don't right. know what kind of, I don't know like what kind, what your life is like day to day. And therefore blank slate, let's just like build from the time. And like, and then like, and then you go from there and then you infer from yeah. there, but then but to right. like come in guns blazing. Like, I bet this chick loves talking about bloges. Let me, let me, let me bring up how many, <laughs> co- how many times I've gotten my dick sucked. It's Probably like, not helpful that I'm doing this in the background. No, no, very helpful. No, that's very a, helpful. that's really a good point, Bowen. Cause when I meet people, I feel like I'm like that too. I'm like a total blank slate and I like try very hard not to think anything of of them too. So th- this is, the, so if I, I could, I'll, I'll just be honest. There was one guy who I love on OnlyFans who's this like yeah. great, great fixture in the community. Just like Asian, if it, it doesn't really matter, but Asian guy who I'm like, oh my God, he's just so gorgeous. And then like he, we started following each other and then we started chatting. And I, But the entire time I was like, I cannot assume that he, that he's, he's talking, he's like approaching me in like a solicitous way. Um, yeah. And then it was only after a certain point that we were like very clear about what the other person sort of, where the other person was coming from in the conversation that I was like, oh, see, th- and this is great. And this is, and then we were both like, oh yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just, we're, we're both just chill people. And like, right. of course, and like, of course, like that is like, a, like him interacting with me has nothing to do with his OnlyFans presence. It's right, ju- it's right. just right. like him, like another queer Asian dude just wanting to like connect with me and just talking about, you know, that, I mean, it, it did end up getting a little flirty, I will say, which I am like, really like, <laughs> I'm not, not going to like act on it too much, but I'm just like, Oh, that's cute. I got to like flirt with this cute boy. And like, it, I got excited the way that I would be excited to flirt with anybody that I was attracted to. Right. But that's it. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson. You know, yeah. if you're gonna, if you do, if you do like somebody online for their online presence, you know, whether it's like only fans or whatever they're doing, especially if it's very obviously like a performance, I feel like yes. for me, which, you know, it's, very obviously not just me this is me do you know what I mean like I don't know like I yeah I think that's just like a good way to think about it like Mm -hmm. compartmentalize it anyway how are you feeling Bowen I'm feeling I I was telling you guys um before we hit record I I'm I'm just overwhelmed which is not an emotion I guess but it's just it's a state of it's a it's a a state of mind but it's like I'm just it's pride week and in New York Mm. it's always like such a such a ceremonious thing where everyone has to like, you know, they don't have to, but it does feel like it's compulsory for a lot of people. A lot of friends that I, I know who kind of like relate to this where it's like, you gotta like show up and show out and like, you know, you know, especially this year, like 
mm-hmm. see and be seen. And then, mm-hmm. and it's obviously built around all these other wonderful things like, um, like the, the queer liberation march and a lot of great spaces for like queer people to just gather like after a year of just being so apart from each other. But, um, I'm just overwhelmed with like, I decide I just moved into this place. It's still a mess. Mm. Uh, I have, I have a broken mirror downstairs that I have to like clean the glass. About. Like, there's like bits of glass on my floor everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh God. And I'm like watching where I step and it's just like, I'm on edge. And so mm. I have to like host, I have to like host a thing on Saturday. I'm like, I have to like host a house party. And I'm like, why did I, why did I agree to this? Um, no one forced me to. <laughs> and you just but, moved in. And I moved in like, I moved in on like April, but I haven't had time to like make anything like to make a home since like right. a month ago. And like, and right. even, even, and I've been gone, I've been out of town for like a few days um, or a week and, and, and change. And I'm just like, Oh God, like there's, uh, what am I doing? Like this is, this just feels so Sisyphean. Anyway, uh, I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> is all. Oh my God. Well, you are truly one of the busiest people on this but planet. But I told you, I'm not, I'm not even busy. I'm, not, I'm busy with chores, Brian. Right. It's, so no, 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 it's like no, no, boring no. busy. It's not like <laughs> yeah. That's how I know you're. Busy. That's how I know you're busy, busy, is because you moved into that place a few months ago, and there's still broken <laughs> glass on the floor. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, if there's any work that I don't want to do, I'm always looking at for distraction of like. I guess I'll vacuum my room for the third time in I this hour. I wish I had that. I wish I had that instinct. <laughs> Young me and I are so excited that you made the time, despite all the chaos, to speak to us on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> this is kind of related to just you being the busiest person on planet Earth. Maybe Hello. second to you. <laughs> um, but you're a celebrity. Full stop. You're in the top echelon of celebrity in America. And we're wondering, as an Asian American, what does that feel like? And I know it makes you oh want to cringe in your seat right now. You're like shaking your head. You're like so famous. No. What's it like being so famous? No. I'm, I can't. I can't even like. I can't even like get into like I don't know like a fun this is restaurant. truly the this is truly the the worst what? question to be asked by someone who just said I'm so overwhelmed and, no, and I, no. wait what do you mean you can't even get into a fun restaurant that's not true that's I'm just saying like I, I I'm not at the I, I wouldn't be able to call up a restaurant and be like hi this what? is I couldn't I, I would have to like hire an assistant and for that to happen I would have to make a certain amount of money in order to like <laughs> pay and assist and whatever. Um, anyway, I, I, um, it's really fortuitous and I'm very lucky and like, it's all, there's no logic or reasoning behind it. There's nothing that exceptional about Mm. who I am as a person. It just so happens that like I was at the right place at the right time with just, I guess, just the right amount of skills in order to like do a job do it for audition for a job for like a year and mm. and to have people be like, we're not sure about him and then get hired as a writer on the show SNL and then be moved on to the cast after I had to prove myself as a writer for a season, not prove myself, but just have to like earn an understanding right. of like how the show worked. And so I feel like I've been like, it's been a very incremental, not incremental, but it's been, it's a very gradual thing over like several years where I've, where I've been like, okay, I guess I'm like, I guess I'm like ready to like, um, do, do, do this thing, but slightly different and do this thing, but slightly different over enough time where it feels like, 
all of a sudden I'm, I, I feel overwhelmed and I'm not even, mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. even able to like, you know, get my apartment together, but that's, that's <laughs> all it is. It's just like, you're, you're kind of, um, you're kind of like, it's a slow motion throw into like this right. new pool. You know, it's like three years ago, I was just like, you know, pounding the pavement with like trying to find any comedy job. And then I blink and then I open my eyes and then it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm like texting like Nora, Aquafina and BD Wong and we're like yeah. buddies. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, I never imagined that I would like have like develop these relationships with these people right. um, who like, you know, have some shared understanding of what it's like to like be, um, be sort of, I don't know, like. I'm going to give you a compliment, which I'm, I know I'm sorry. Everyone's uncomfortable if you're Asian <laughs> receiving compliments. So like what you're, what I'm hearing is like, you know, I think everyone that's doing comedy or whatever it is, pursuing like a career in something, even if it's not creative, when you're doing it, it's like, it feels very, I think this is what you're saying. It's, it just feels like you have your head down and you're just like working towards it. And incrementally you like get ahead and then you realize looking back, oh, like this happened. But I think the one thing that like somebody that's like, I mean, just being watching comedy and stuff that somebody like you doesn't realize is like, you're like exceptionally funny. And I feel like sometimes we're all just like doing comedy and like other people can see like, oh, Bowen's hilarious. And obviously in this amount of time, that's you've come here. Do you know what I mean? And I just say that because I feel like a lot of times people who are not exception, who are exceptional don't see that because they're like, you know what I mean? Like they don't mm-hmm. see it from the outside. That's really nice. But I, I tend to think that like everyone is exceptional. Well, that's <laughs> my so subjective. And so, and that's and so my therefore subjective, there are no exceptions. Yeah. yeah oh, right, well, thank, right. Well, thank you, young me. I like just, subjectively. I, I, yeah. Whenever, whenever I like discover something like, like a new person or something, I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever, I'm, I'm so hyperbolic with it. I'm like, this, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then, and then I tend to really go quickly into like, like I said, like a place where I find everyone exceptional and everything exceptional. And so therefore nothing is. And so that just defeats the whole purpose of like creating some generalized average of like, Oh, this is what most comedians do, or this is what most Asian performers do. Mm. And it's, I don't find it. I don't find, I don't think it's like, I feel like that's always a trap that I fall into where I go, oh, mm. wait, why did I, why did I think that like all Asian comedians talk about their parents? That's every comedian. And you know, it's like, it's like, I, and then like right, the filing, right. the filing system gets all fucked up all the time. And I'm like, oh, that was mm. wrong. Like that was like, but again, this is just the thing that your brain does is right. like, it just tries to like neatly put a tab on things and, and, and put them in the right cabinet. And I'm like, that's right. That's, 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 that's what you have to like unlearn almost constantly. Yeah. Right. I have to to unlearn that within myself because I feel like I will just absorb what other people say I am. And I'm like, oh, but wait, no, I'm not, you know, I I don't know. I'm not even like, I'm not even that quality that they're trying to assert. Anyway. Mm. Sanzo. That's S-A-N-Z-O, is the first Asian-inspired sparkling water. Their drinks use real fruit like calamansi, lychee, and Alfonso mango to deliver a refreshing taste. No added sugars, artificial, or quote-unquote natural flavors. Sanzo's mission is to bridge cultures by connecting people with these authentic flavors. You might have seen them at grocery stores and restaurants around the country, like Whole Foods, Erewhon, Berkeley Bowl, Fresh Direct, Good Eggs, Imperfect Foods, etc. Wow, they're really bringing these Asian supermarket flavors 
to your neighborhood Whole Foods, Brian. Do you think the the Whole Foods customers are ready for lychee, Alfonso mango, and calamansi? Oh, yeah. And if you prefer to shop online for 10% off your order of Sanzo sparkling water, visit drinksanzo.com and enter code FEELINGASIAN at checkout. That's drink, S-A-N-Z-O dot com and enter code FEELINGASIAN. Literally having sparkling water delivered to your apartment or home is so luxurious. That's an interesting observation that you just pointed out of how like pattern recognition and presumptions of like mm-hmm. the status of being an Asian comedian and having to unlearn yeah. these misguided assumptions just mm-hmm. because of this signifier, this attach, this identifier of you being an Asian comedian. I do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do that constantly. And I guess, have you noticed that? Cause from my perspective, it you've done this gracefully and it seems that it, it it doesn't seem forced. You're very comfortable in speaking on behalf of the Asian American experience. But I do feel that when I see Asian American public figures, they will point out how there is like an extra weight to it all because the representation is so sparse and yeah. it almost feels like you're obligated to speak on behalf of the experience, even though we're not a monolith and there's just so no. much nuance that exists within all of it. But mm. have you felt that personally? And is it, I mean, if anything, is it something that you maybe perhaps enjoy doing? I don't know. I, it's a really good question. I, I am still in the process, and I think a lot of people uh, are in the process of triangulating where they are against acknowledging the pressure and then trying to, like, trying to work outside of it and trying to ignore it and trying to, like, transcend the pressure. And it's like, right. I've, I, I'm trying, I think me and a lot of other people are trying to find, or are seeing where we land in the middle. We're, we're figuring mm. out where we land in the middle where it's like, cause it would be, it's, it would be kind of unhinged for anyone to be like, I don't, I don't feel the pressure at all. No, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's not, it's not honest for them to say that, but it's also like, it's just as much of a disservice to be like, I must live up to the pressure constantly. Like mm-hmm. that is not going to be sustainable for anybody. Mm. Um, and yeah. so I don't know. I feel like the only thing that I feel is um, that is a consequence of, of of like where Asians are in terms of representation is that things will be construed in a way that like will easily, easily leave room for like bad faith or for like mm. people, to, people to assume that your intentions are bad. Mm. Um, and I've been like, it's weird to like, it's not weird. It's actually very like enlightening, but like I've done a couple things where like, um, I've heard from like enough Asian people watching, um, mm-hmm. who like want, who like are not even like interested in me at all, who are like, who like don't care for me, which is great. But they're like, I've had, I've had people be like, Oh, what you've done in some instances is be like an Asian uncle Tom, you've like, you've like, mm. you've like, you've like done the yellow face in a mm. way that is like damaging. And I'm like, I don't think that's absolutely true. I don't think that's completely true. I don't think that's completely mm-hmm. false. And I'm like, but this is, I feel like where we are right now is that people are very vigilant about what is, what the portrayals are now. And it's mm-hmm. like, and they will, and they will again, like project a thing onto what you're doing that like you hadn't considered, which is not to say that like you were, you were absolved from responsibility, but it's like, 
it just means that like you have to leave room and you have to be okay with people um, misunderstanding you in a way and kind mm-hmm. of attaching ill intention onto what you're doing. And right. I'm like, and I, but then I have to sit with that. And as an individual, I, I don't think this is an individual thing that falls on me. Right. To yeah. be like it's on me to like carry something or, or change something or push something forward. It's, it's a collectivist thing, obviously. Right. But on when, when I sit with it, I have to go, okay, I mean, how much of this is true? How much of this is false? And then the stuff that I've been told like is very like, is like has a note of anti-Asianness to it. I go, okay, well then I'm never going to do that again. I will try mm-hmm. then, then like, fine. Like that's like, that's a great challenge for me actually is to not have to like lean on race. Right. Um, not that it's ever a crutch, not that it's ever a thing that people shouldn't put their weight on, but it's, I'm just like, then I can, I can try to work out. So I, I'm, 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 I'm in a position to try and to try and do that and see how it goes. And if it right. fails, then, then it fails. You know, I'm a huge fan of your work. And when it comes to rising the, to the occasion of having just like speaking out about your experiences of being an Asian American. The first thing that I always do is I'll go to your Instagram stories and be like, Mm. yep. Like you just said, whatever was floating in my mind, but said it 10,000 times better. So Mm. I am just going to share this Instagram story and this is fantastic. Thank you for saying what you did. But to your point, I think uh, from your, you've proven yourself on Saturday Night Live where I feel like when people describe Bo and Yang, it's not Asian comedian. It's just, you are a tremendous comedian. And it's interesting to me how, I don't know, it's just great seeing your creative process of like, yes, there is, as a POC and as a comedian, there is that addition, like you do want to challenge yourself and be like, you know what? I don't want to lean on race. I want to create something entirely new. And I think you do that time and time again on the show where the iceberg character on Weekend Update, truly no one else could do that on no. the show and it's what makes it I like entirely it was racist. you I'm just saying he had white face he had white face on little you threw us under the the bus did, with that I one did. I'm just uh, kidding I'm setting us back um, no just to like bounce off <laughs> you really set us back with iceberg um just to oh. back to 1917, um, like just to like bounce off what Brian's saying, I think your answer was really interesting because I think that was a really very authentic and real answer. You right. know, you're just like letting it kind of like flow through. You're not trying to be like, I'm the Asian comedian and you're mm-hmm. not pretending that that doesn't exist either. Right. And also I really like the second part of your answer where you're like, if there are people that have an issue with your work I, I really like how you said that I'm gonna like sit with that and like mm-hmm. learn from that and I think that's like so like great that you said that because so many comedians can't do that but it's you know? we have to there this is also like uh, is such a dumb nuanced thing that I that I think I am trying to find is that like if I like succumb to every bit of feedback that comes my way, then like, I will, I will be nothing. Mm. Yeah. I, will have, I will have nothing to stand on. That's like my own sort of sacred sort of right. point of view as a comedian. But then right. if I, if I just reject all of it, then I'm also just an asshole, you know, like, yeah, um, it's a balance and, like, and I'll, I'll, I'll never grow and whatever. I'll like, if I'm not like a sponge for things. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a filtration system. You, you just sort of like you, everything is coming in. And then you just kind of have to like, I don't know, like Quicksilver and X-Men or something. You just have to like sort of like 
like stop time and just sort of like organize things mm-hmm. and then see, see what like the, the interstitial spaces to like move through it and then take yeah. what you want. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fucking weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Speaking of, uh, I know you were talking about Aquafina mm-hmm. and, and B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a theory, and Brian believes my theory, that there is an Asian Illuminati, okay. including Aquafina, Stephen uh-huh. Yun, Henry Golding, Ali Wong, you, uh-huh. Constance Wu, I know it's real, but I just want to ask, is it how real? do we get in? Brian and I want in, we're both Fire signs, we want to do no work and get all of the benefit. (laughs) Yes, yes. I don't want to read one script. I just want to party with you and the Asian Illuminati. Wait, I'm just real. You're describing me. I like never want to do work. I have like four (laughs) things I have to read this week, and I'm like, I don't want to do any of it. Um, You're in, you're in. There is no, see, there there is no, sorry to use this word that is at this point like mean to death, but like there is no gatekeeping when it comes to this. I don't know. It's like the the, the Asian Illuminati is like everyone like going to some like place in K-Town with their private room to like sing karaoke. Like that was like the rap party for Nora for, for the first mm. season of Nora from Queens. Is that like, is like Nora just like got like a, a, like a karaoke room in K town where people could like smoke cigarettes if they wanted to or whatever the fuck. But, um, but that's all it's, it's still like embedded in Asianness though. Do, oh. do you know what I mean? It's like, it's mm-hmm. still like, like the, the, whatever like closed tight circle of like Asian people <laughs> might seem like it still like exists in a way that is familiar to all Asian people. Right, right. Wow. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing that like esoteric or like different about it. It's just like a, a smoking like, permitted private room karaoke that is the in K-Town. That's what I, I do it. on Saturdays. It makes me want to, to be the, a part of it even more. In the young room. Room. <laughs> it was like, oh my like, god! You have, to, you have to like hand like a hundred dollar bill. You have to, you have to hand a, like a, one Ben Franklin to the manager, like the the floor manager of the space, <laughs> and, and then you're ben fine. Frank, and then one, and then like at one a.m., wow. like Russian models just show up to your room. Has that ever happened to you? Not me, but okay. I, that sounds about right. How I feel mm. like that night when you were like rapping for Nora in the next room, it was like me and Brian like doing the same thing by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it's, our, it's our own little Illuminati. Oh. Um, that, that's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Well, that's, that, that's what it is. That's like, that's like, it's like the proximity is like not, it's, it's all, it's all very close. It's like, yeah. we all like, there's like, no matter who you are as an Asian person, there is like, and this, I mean, this is probably true for a lot of other ethnicities. It's like, there is some like baseline shared experience, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying right, right. <laughs> Wow. I do this feel is how like I know it's like really real. Pers- what? It's oh, not real. It's not. I'm, I'm <laughs> also telling you, I'm going along with the bit, but it's, it's not it's real. Like, it's like Fight Club, you know. It's like it's, don't, yeah, first part of it. Asian Illuminati is don't talk about Asian Illuminati. There is okay. I can I can reveal one thing. <gasps> so do you guys are you guys familiar with Gold House? They're yes. this media company. Okay, so Gold House yeah. is run by this guy named Bing Chen. Bing Chen. He is the one who knows. He is the great connector with mm. every I'm, Asian person. That has person. always been my theory: is that he is the the, he, the apex him. of. Asian Illum- Illuminati. He, he is, he is like, he is like the Keith Raniere. Like if, if it's a cult structure, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. so Bing has a lot of Asian men on one group chat. 
Okay. I need I in s- on this. You do need in, Brian. And <laughs> I, it is unfortunately like fucking like delineated by gender. I'm so sorry, young me. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cis men only. Oh, sorry. Cis, cis male pride. <laughs> it's pride month. But I, but it's, it's, so, it's, so it's a bunch of people, but it's, it's not even that juicy. It's like, it's like everyone just like wishing each other a happy birthday when it's someone's birthday. Like, oh, like it's Apollo Ono's birthday. Everyone say happy oh. birthday, Apollo. And it's like very wow. Wow, Apollo, Apollo Ono is on this show. Holy fuck. So the Asian Illuminati is just one group chat where everyone wishes each other happy birthday. And it's all that, cis men. So boring. And it's all cis men. I'm sure, I I'm wish sure, I'm I sure didn't the, know. I'm sure the women in every other gender have their own group chat that we yes. don't know about and we're not privy to, and that's fine. Well, that's young fine. me, I will, I'm going to let you know that I got a DM the other day of, from a casting office and they were like, we're casting for a Netflix reality show and we came across your podcast page, Brian. <gasps> and I, you know what? Now that I know this group chat exists, I figured out my strategy. It's okay. do this reality show, yeah. follow yes. on the coattails of Kevin Kreider of Bling Empire. There yes. needs to be more Asian himbo <laughs> representation. Brian, you are, you are like, I think you have Kevin B. I think you are like 10 times hotter and easier to talk to. I'm sorry wow. to say. No, no wow. shade to Kevin. But like, I could, uh, Kevin and I couldn't have a conversation more than like five minutes. And he, we both know that. I've never, I've, I've only been on a Zoom with him because we did a reading of a Bling Empire episode one, one time. I, and, I, and I watched that and I saw uh, Joel's wonderful Joel um, was a interpretation. Kevin. Interpretation of Kevin. <laughs> Joel was such a good Kevin. Um, but Brian Brian gives me like King Himbo vibes, but you're not even you're not even full himbo because you're not stupid. <laughs> well, I always, young I always tell Thank Brian, you. I always teeter between like himbo and like like, he's just a, he's just a hottie. He, yeah, no, he's, he's just, just hot. like a hot dude. Oh wow, I'm blushing. Should we move on to the next dumb. question? So hot, <laughs> Brian. Um, Brian, you're in. So you're in. You're so in. the Woo. so Brian's in the Asian Illuminati. I'm still not. That's okay. You will, you will be racist. though, young me. I gotta look into like I gotta look into the equivalents for for like every other gender, which was, and, yes. and then we'll we'll put you there. Yeah, I want that one. Sounds more fun anyway. The girl, exactly. It's not even that fun in the in the, in the guy one. It's just happy birthday. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, seems like woo. Bowen, thanks for uh, giving us a little peek into the Illuminati and shouts out to Gold. Shouts out to Goldhouse for uh, doing the work and. It's not, it's not exclusionary. It's like, it's like, it's like people in media, but it's also like business owners. And then it's like, oh, yeah. you know, like activists. It's like, nice. it's like every person has, there's, there's room for everybody. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I saw Parasite in New York was through Gold House. So oh, huge fan. Nice. Did the gold open? Great. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, another question we wanted to ask you, Bowen, is that, you know, at this stage in your career, uh, do you still experience pushback on some of your ideas for, you know, being too quote unquote Asian or, you know, under the guise of niche or any sort of other coded language like that? Right now I'm right now I'm in like a decent place because I've realized <laughs> working. I mean, like the place that I would imagine encountering it the most, I imagine it encountering it the most would be, and what people might assume that I, where I assume, where they assume that I encounter the most is someplace like SNL where it's like this institutional thing and it has to like adhere to like all these different values or whatever. And it has to like appeal to like, you know, whoever buys ad 
space, like like whoever, like you know, like it's like oh, they're mm. advertising. Like it's it's a, it's a, it's right. a broadcast TV network, like. For better or for worse, it means that the audience is huge, but that also it has to like, you know, like we have to like change brands on things in order to like not offend people who like oh, pay for pay yeah. for the commercials during the show. I've totally, like, I've totally haven't considered the branded content aspect of it. And like, look, like, there's like, there's like no escaping it. I mean, there is right. escaping it, but like, I happen to work at a place where it's like you gotta, you gotta make sure everyone's happy, like on that yeah, side, yeah. on the business side of things. But for me, this is, this has nothing to do with nicheness, but it has everything to do with like me thinking that like, I have to like me thinking for like, you know, the past two seasons of being a cast member or the three, the, the full three seasons of me working there where I've been like, Oh God, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I'm the one who self censors and self edits because what the way SNL works is that it's, it's a bottom up place in terms of the creative process and not a top down thing. It's, and by that, I mean, it's not like you don't have producers knocking on your door being like, you have to write this kind of sketch or, um, that sketch is not a good idea. Like, you know, you Mm. never have someone's and and they're very conscious about letting you run wild with an idea that doesn't sound like it'll make any sense, Mm. but go for it. I mean, like, you know, anytime, anytime they onboard like a new writer, a new cast member, they, 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 one of the producers will sit you down and be like, write whatever you want to write. Because even if we tell you that it's a weird idea, like, like, you know, when they, when people pitched, when, you know, when someone pitched to us, dick in a box or when someone mm-hmm. pitched to us, like, you know, Christian with the, the baby doll hands, it's like all those pitches, everyone was like, mm, maybe not. I mean, iceberg was like that. Sarah Lee was like that. Like, a bunch of sketches <laughs> yeah. that I've worked on have been like that, where like the producers are like, you, you have to pitch them every, you have to pitch the ideas to one producer uh, every Tuesday before you start right. writing and they have to give you the green light to write. But they almost never say that's a bad idea. Don't write it. They almost always say, Go for it. Try it out. So, um, so there's, like, a fi- there's a Final Fantasy sketch somewhere there's in your office. There's absolutely a Final Fantasy <laughs> sketch somewhere. Um, there's, 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 I'm saying like, there's, like it, nothing is ruled out because like, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll finish the thought with like Iceberg and with the, all these sketches that I've written, like mm-hmm. no one understood it until it was in front of an audience. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, no one right. internally understood it until it was in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Anyway, uh, this is to say that it's bottom up so that it's like, it really starts with the writers and the cast members. And it's kind of like a nice, like it has respect for the craft. It has respect mm-hmm. for the process. It has respect for like the laborers of the show in, right. in terms of the structure of the show. It's like, you have like the middle management class, which is like the producers. Then you have like the capitalist class, which is like Lauren Michaels. <laughs> but then like, but then you have like the, the, the literal, the working class at SNL is like the writers and the producers, the, 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 the writers and the cast members and like the, the working people who build class. The <laughs> But it's like, but it's like in terms of like you know, like that Marxist whatever. Wait, Comrades. but, but however, how Bowen, I will. I don't think I've ever gotten a detail of this on the podcast. I think back in 2014, I interned at SNL for oh, a yeah. season. Wow! And my every Saturday for a few hours, my job was just to follow Colin Jost around, like just to follow him because apparently <gasps> he would he would disappear uh, during Colin critical loves- moments. Yes. And, Colin, and then, um, yeah. what class, what class would that be? Is that still working class? Colin is, <laughs> Colin is like, in the, Colin is like, I mean, there's no such thing in, in, in this theory, but like uh, Colin is like, it, but well, Colin is it, the fact that he's the one who's actually like putting like, who's like typing and like coming up with the ideas most of the time. It's like, that just means that he's like, 
But like the fact that you had to like follow him around and make sure he was like in the building. What about the intern that's following Colin from 15 feet away? We're working working class. But okay, great. Yeah. If you're working for the working class, then you're, then you're considered, then then technically you're working class. Right. So if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of season 40, you're welcome. Wow. Thank you, Brian, for your service, for your tireless service. I could tell um, that was a good one. That was a good season. You could really tell Brian was really following Joe's around. Really following (laughs) from a comfortable 15 feet away and was very uncomfortable for both parties involved. He thought this, wow, this, this, this Asian himbo, I'm sorry, this himbo is. (laughs) Do you think Brian was like the hot intern that everyone was like, had a crush on? They're like, there's that hot intern, Brian. Not, Sorry to, sorry to objectify you, Brian. How tall are you? No, no, do it. He he loves I'm, being object. He's six one. Hot height. I'm six one. You're six one. God yeah. Damn it. Is that a hot height? He's, it's a really good height. Not to be like, not to be like heightist or whatever, or like Bowen or height pho- or short phobic. But I'm like whatever. Bowen, do you know how many times a freaking day somebody I don't know why DMs me and says Brian is so hot, and I'm like. Why are you DMing me? I know, I know, I know. DM him. I know people do that. They want me to tell him. I I have that with my podcast co-host where people DM me that Matt is so hot and then people DM Matt that I'm so hot. And I'm like, just stop it. Nobody DMs Brian that I'm hot. Nobody. That's what they do. That's what they do, young man. I tell you all the time and it just just bounces off of you. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm so alone. No one will ever love me. And then I cry. No. Um, wait, can I just ask you, like, because you were saying in the beginning of your answer that people expect that to come from SNL, but you're yes, saying it comes yes. from somewhere else, or no? It doesn't. Like people, uh, are, yeah. It doesn't. So I'm. I've been lucky so far. Like, knock mm. on wood, that like I haven't gotten too much pushback in like such an aggressive sense. Like, mm-hmm. um, and like you know the ideas that I want to work on. Um, I have been able to find like. Asian people who like understand what like I'm trying to do. And like, that is like the big change. It's like, it's like, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's like, we're all finding each other now in ways that we're all like connected to each other now more easily than, than we were before. Where like, I was talking to Rosalind Chow about this Mm -hmm. and she was like, whatever. She was like saying like how great things are now, but she was also saying how, you know, back in the day, like, especially when Joy Luck Club came out she was like, a lot of the reason why that wasn't a great experience was because of, um, and this is not to like vilify anybody like in the community, but it's like, she was saying like the toughest part of joy luck club coming out was getting blowback from Asian people. Like, like, or Mm. or even like on set, even on set or or on different projects, it would be like other Asian actors or people in the industry who would like not be that supportive of, of, of them. Um, Mm or of each other or like, you know, cause, cause it was like a scarcity mentality where it was like, there's only yeah. a certain number of things that a certain right. number of jobs that go out to people. Mm. And I, I am just, I think for the most part we're, we've gone away from that. And I think yeah. like, like, like Joel and I, like Joel Kimbooster and I, like there could have easily been like the tiniest little butterfly effect. One thing could have been different. Like I could have like, you know, like bought the wrong coffee order like one day before I met him and then we could have easily decided to like not to like be in competition with with each other and like not be friends and like right. not be you know and like I don't know like that 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 slowly changed and so anyway this is all to say that like I have not experienced pushback in terms of nicheness because mm. um, I feel like I have like 
found the right people or that like, yeah. if I, if I am getting that pushback, I can be like, okay, well then I don't, then I don't want to do it this way anyway. And we can mm. all just find someone else, you know, like I, 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 I hope that I have that kind of like flexibility moving forward. Um, I know that won't always be the case, but um, for now it's okay. For now it's good. That's like so like great to hear. It feels like it's really hopeful to hear. It's like, look at, you know, look at us, Asian, the most famous Asian comedian in America. And you have like <laughs> this platform oh God, and you're not getting it. any pushback from Lauren Michaels or anything. He's just letting you do whatever you want. It's not, it's, it's not, the, it's not, it's not whatever I want gets to be right. done, but you have, you have to like push it through the same yeah. process that everything else gets pushed through. The, like it has to compete with every, like yeah. if I were to write a Final Fantasy sketch, it would have to you know, live, it would have to be like, it would have to be producible and work on the same level that like any other sketch about, you right. know, going to like be, that takes place in like a living room. Yeah. You know, so I can't like pitch a bibimbap mukbang sketch. I would love, <laughs> I, I, I think that's, <laughs> that's also in the cards. I, 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 I wrote in my, I have this Trello. I have like lists of things like for SNL sometimes when I'm like trying to think of ideas I'm like one card just says mukbang and I'm like well, I don't know what to do with this but it just <laughs> it's been sitting there and I'm like I don't really know like it's a weekend update thing where like I just eat a bunch and I don't know um but I I, I know I love mukbang too but I'm like what is like the SNL like way to like yeah deliver that I don't know I don't know yet so we'll see one day you'll do it and I believe in you Bowen thank you or one day, one day someone else someone else will do it <laughs> let someone else do it too yeah <laughs> Bowen, before we let you go, we'd like to leave you with this one last question that we like to ask all of our guests. Mm -hmm. And that is, what is something that you're proud of? Oh my God. What is something that I'm proud of? I am proud of, um, assembling various furniture in the last week. I don't know. I'm proud. Of, you know what I'm proud of? Living alone. Cause living alone, like, cause getting to that point means like, you know, Oh great. Like you've, you've like, you've got, you, you're able to, you know, sustain your lifestyle in order to live, to live alone. But it's also after you do that, it's very hard to like do the laundry and like mm -hmm. organize your things and like bring up groceries and like do it's like, Living alone and being alone is like such a is such a fucking crazy mind fuck, and yet it builds like as long as it doesn't like push you to be completely sol solitudinal all the time. It's mm. like it's actually a good thing that helps you develop your sense of self that is just that is not necessarily relative to other people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm not saying that like the, like, you know, lockdown was great or anything. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, I actually, I'm going to stay in my cave, but I'm like, <laughs> I just, even before the pandemic happened, like living alone was like this big deal for me. And like, it's all, it's like kind of like, it's gone through different seasons as like time has gone on. But like lately I've, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, cause I, I just visited my sister who's married and has kids and my mm -hmm. mom is there to help her out. And I'm like, and I was like, aren't you tired? And she was like, no, I like have, I have people around and like, it's nice. And like, they can like, and like someone can like, my husband can go to the grocery store and all that. And I'm like, oh, right. I don't have that. I think this mm. is exhausting to her because yeah, yeah. I, I think of this purely in terms of myself, which is whatever, but I'm like, that would exhaust me. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm tired most of the time is because I am like, I'm like living alone and try and like, I'm, I'm relatively happy about it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm proud of that. Now, my follow-up question is, did you text the cis male Illuminati group chat? Hey, can anyone help me move? 
Apollo. No, I did not. Apollo, help me. What are me. they even for if they're, they're not going to help me move? It's I don't want to be, be like, in anymore. I know. It's literally, what is it? It's just people being like, hey. Hey, happy like, birthday, Bowen. Or it's Anton like, hey, Ono, get your ass over here. Lift and this help me furniture. lift this couch up the Clean stairs. This glass. Put those thighs to work, my dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, my it's, God. It's like, it's truly just like people being like, hey, does anyone know any like, uh, like an Asian, like, you know, shirt printer, silk screener. It's like, it's like, it's like a very nice little, like, it's like, you know, a little next door for him or something where everyone's just like, does anyone know a good person to do this? Anyway, that's it. <laughs> but no, I haven't texted them. Well, but I'm so excited that we got to talk to you and this was so much fun. This was like so interesting. I thought all of your answers were so, so interesting. And I feel like I learned a lot. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And I feel like I like always learn a lot just like about like us as like, you know, a little, a little like corner of, you know, entertainment or the industry or like, or just Asian people like trying to like figure shit out. So this has been Mm -hmm. really fun. Oh, thank you. And for our listeners, where can they find you and your work? They can find um, SNL on Saturdays, although we're on hiatus for the summer. And then Nora from Queens season two is coming soon. We can't announce the date just yet, but that'll be out soon on Comedy Central and HBO Max. Um, And then my Instagram is Faye Dunaway, like the actress's name. And then that's it. Amazing. And what about you, young me? Um, you can find me at YM Mayor on Instagram and Twitter. And then my TikTok is Young Me Mayor. And how about you, Brian? You guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And uh, be sure to follow us, our podcast on social media at Feeling Asian Podcast. And check out our YouTube channel, uh, Feeling Asian Podcast. And a quick shout out to our sound engineer, Sarah Pack. If you need an audio engineer for your creative projects, please hit her up on Instagram at IM underscore P-A-K-T. That's at impact. And uh, yeah, I think that's it, guys. Thanks, Bowen. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Bye.